planning on traveling this summer? Make saving at the pump part of your plans with two times the fuel points from Harris Teeter. It's easy. Download your eVic coupon, and for every dollar you spend with your Vic card, you'll get two fuel points. That's up to $1 per gallon on quality fuel at participating BP and Harris Teeter fuel centers. Download your eVic coupon today and save money at the pump all summer long with eVic and Harris Teeter fuel points. Welcome back to Rabbit Noise and Rabbit Radio. Joining me on the program now is Sam Todman from the Mighty Dragon Force. Thanks for joining us tonight, man. Yeah, no problem. Anytime. Awesome. Great to have you on the show, man. Well, you're just about to release your new album, Maximum Overload, and uh, there are a lot of people I know who are hanging to hear it. Uh, with such a great back catalogue behind you, what would you say was the biggest challenge in going into write and record album number six? Um, well, I suppose just like not become boring or not kind of change your style too much so that people go oh, this is a part of shit like like I, I think the main thing is to like I mean we kind of still just write songs that we genuinely enjoy like so mm. I mean it's kind of we're not really kind of thinking oh man we've got to do more of this just so people like it we, we actually do really still like playing music and writing songs I mean it wasn't I guess it wasn't too much of a challenge but I guess the only difficult thing is like you've still got to think of ideas in the same kind of style which isn't without repeating yourself too much. You know what I mean? It's like we've done like six albums now that's all like pretty similar fast stuff. So I think we kind of experiment more in the instrumental section and stuff. Yeah, because I, I don't want to ever lose those sort of big choruses and that kind of thing. So like, and I found a lot of bands that I was fan, a fan of, once they kind of get onto like down the line a bit with quite a few albums, they'll start trying to do unmelodic chords and like trying to be wacky. And I'm like, oh man, just stick to the chords that sound good. Like you can still like make a different melody line over it. So like, so that was kind of the, the main thing, which is, it always gets a bit more difficult. But the, the only thing with this album, which was quite cool, is that, like, in the past, I would, like, write most of the stuff on my own. You know, I don't want to sound like a big twat or something, but, like, <laughs> that's just kind of how we did it. Like, And um, so, like, but on this one, like, this is the first time I kind of teamed up with Fred, the bass player, and we, like, wrote all the songs together. So whenever I couldn't think of something, like, he would go, oh, yeah, I can find a, think of something for that part, you know, like, I'm, I'm getting bad at finding instrumental sections. Well, I'm better at writing like vocal lines and, and you know the, the singing parts basically these days. I've, I've never run out of ideas for that, but for instrumental, I'm kind of like, oh man, what can I do? So he's got all these ideas, and that definitely brought like a. I think a lot of people said, oh, there's a lot of stuff that we've never done before on this record, and that's probably a lot of his influence, which is cool because you know. So that kind of made life a lot easier. Did you jam in the same room, or was it over the net, or how, how's, how's that work when you got together? Um, well, I just went over to his place because he lives over in France because he's, uh, he's a French guy anyway, so he lives there. And, like, so that was kind of cool because I never, I usually just sit in my home and, and write songs in my bedroom with my laptop. You know, I get a drum machine and kind of put it together like that. So it was kind of cool. Like, we went over there and we like, and um, and like, yeah, it was just kind of the same, like same thing. I would, I would go. One of us would be on the guitar, one would be on the drum machine, and like when we'd sort of like, which sounds like kind of this weird way of writing songs. But I guess in this day and age, actually, it's not probably not that weird. But like um so yeah, no, and we just kinda of have turns like we go, Oh, I've got some riffs and like chords and you know, stuff and, and and we'd kind of switch around like that and then by the end of it we had like a done all these demos like that. So that yeah, it was it was pretty fun actually. Awesome man. This this album was uh was it produced by Jens Bogren, is that right? Yeah, no, that was really cool. I mean I was kind of the one that was least in favour of doing that because I was like, Oh, you know, we've done all the records on our own before, like but mm. just you know, if we get a producer it might end up sucking or it might not sound as good or something and and Herman, the other guitar player, he was like, oh, no, we need to, like, change it. 
around a bit, you know, do something new. We might get kind of stuck in our own rut without even realizing it. But luckily, like, yeah, I mean, the result, I'm, I'm totally happy with it. So it did all work out fine in the end. But, like, I was kind of, at the start, I was like, oh, why do we, we don't need a producer? All he's going to do is, like, want to change stuff that I don't want to change. And, like, we're going to basically pay someone to argue with us. Like, <laughs> so, like, but in the end, I mean, we kind of did generally see stuff in the same way. And, and I think I'm actually really glad we went there because he's got, like, you know, he's a really, like, good producer. He's done a lot of great bands and made some really good albums. So and I think it kind of brought something new to the sound but we haven't lost anything because I was like, I, I wasn't really, a lot of bands that I've liked in the years have changed producer and I, I thought, well, I don't really like this as much anymore. The song was still good but I don't like the sound of the record. Mm. So, so, but one thing, so I was worried that that would happen to us but like, luckily, I, I really loved the sound of it and I think we did, definitely didn't do anything that, that was good about it before so yeah, it all worked out really well then. Yeah, well, I've heard it and uh, it's it sounds phenomenal, man. It's And the songs are great too. Man, everyone's just going to lose their shit when they hear it. It's just, I think it's just going to explode. It's going to be so good. Well, yeah, we'll have to wait and see, I suppose, yeah. Oh, I just know they will. <laughs> it's it's going to be awesome, man. <laughs> the album features guest vocals from Matt Heafy of uh, Trivium as well. So how did that come about? Like, good mates? Yeah, yeah, no, we know those guys for ages, actually, because we were like, um, we'd done a tour with them way back in 2007. And um, and uh, and then we toured again with them, like, a couple of years ago. We went around South America, and, and like, so, yeah, we just kind of knew we'd run into bands and festivals and all that so we kind of just know them for ages now and like and we you know in the past we always had some kind of like screaming like black metal whatever you want to call it vocals on our records and um and we used to just do it ourselves or get one of our mates to do it and then like and this time we thought you know let's just like get someone who's professional at it cause, so we don't have to sit there and get a sore throat for a day like <laughs> and um and uh and, and it worked out really well, yeah, because we, we, we kind of didn't want to ask him because we knew that he'd been touring and we were like, oh, man, we don't want to ask him to do more work when he's probably happy to get home and relax. But, like, mm. so me and Herman didn't want to ask him and then Fred was like, oh, fuck it, I'll have to ask him anyway and, like, see what happens. And he was, like, totally happy to, to, to do it. Like, he, he, um, he even, like, sent us more stuff. We asked him to do a few things and he sent us back all his other ideas. He was like, oh, you, you, I've done this other stuff which I think is cool and you can use it if you want and if you don't, I don't care. So he was, like, totally, like, up for it and, like, like, yeah, she did a really good job. It's always good when, you know, you've got someone, that, uh, you know, on the outside that's as enthusiastic as, as what you guys are. I, I can hear it in his vocals in there too, and it just works so well. Yeah, definitely. We always thought he had a really cool voice, and the cool thing with him was that he can do, like, melodic singing as well. So he's doing some shouting stuff, but he's also, like, it's not quite so obvious, but he's actually, like, on the song um, No More and the, um, the, what was the other one, Defenders, I think. He's actually on all the songs he sang on, the one called The Game as well. And he's actually like doing some like harmonising with Mark, the singer, like in, in the in the choruses and stuff. So he's like doing a lot. So he's doing, a, you know, he really got a wide range of styles, and he kind of used them all, which was pretty cool. Yeah, for sure, man. It sounds great. You guys have been shredding for so many years, and you know you're definitely top of your game. So, what do you do to keep things interesting for yourself as as a guitarist? You know, when you hit that expert level, where do you sort of go from there? Oh, I don't know, man. I, I don't consider us to be experts at all, really. I mean, we're still, like, I think there's guys out there, like, you know, someone like Steve Vai, or, you know, we're not even, like, a half as, or even a hundredth as good as someone like that, you know, like, so, like, I mean, there's definitely always stuff you can, can be improving on, for sure, you know, like, everyone's got their kind of strengths and weaknesses, I suppose, like, so, yeah, I mean, we, we, we always just, like, listen to stuff, and I'll, I'll hear something by some, like, well, I went to see Extreme the other day, and, and mm. you know, Nuno, the guitar player from them I was just going oh man this guy's amazing I hadn't seen it because I've never even actually watched been to Extreme Live before and like 
well, they're not like my favourite band or anything, but like the guitar playing was just so good. Like, and and I was, so I went and, he, and he'd always been this really cool, like kind of fast muted picking stuff, which I really like. And so I you know, went home and I was like, oh, I'm going to try and do it. And I was, so that's just one example. You know, you, you just hear people and you even now, like, I'll be like, oh man, that was like, I can't do that. I'm, I want to try. So I'll probably still never be able to be as good as him. But like, you know, there's always people that making you, when you hear someone do something cool, you kind of want to go and, you know, do it yourself, basically. Yeah, it's kind of cool to hear that you know you guys you know look up to other dudes as well you know especially you know at that oh, level. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah, you, you're never gonna be. You can always get better. Well, unless you're Steve Vai, probably. I think he's so amazing that you probably can't even get better. So like, <laughs> so, like but yeah, no, I mean, everyone's at different levels. You know, I mean, it's like I guess if some people think we're really good, that's kind of uh, nice to know. But like, well, I definitely don't want to go around saying, "Oh, we're really amazing," because I I still think we could we could be way better. But, you know, like, we just got to play the best we can and people like it. It's cool, I guess. You guys are definitely an influence on, you know, heaps of guitarists, I know. Do you ever get people coming up to you and, you know, egging you on to challenge you to, to a shred-off or something like that? Oh, not really, Dark. No. Well, I guess the main reason is because you've got to be in the right situation to do it, you know what I mean? It's not... Yeah. It's, unless you're maybe you're at a gig, some other band might possibly say that, but no one ever really did. So, no, I mean, I, I suppose it'd be kind of fun, but, like, I don't want to like. I don't, I don't know. I'm not really into that kind of thing. I don't want to like win and make feel someone someone feel bad. Or I don't want to lose and look like an idiot. It <laughs> 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 never really happened, actually. No. <laughs> well, uh, your fan base is uh, also it's very diverse, and you know your music appeals to not just metalheads and uh, guitarists, but you know a lot of people from different walks of life. Have Have you ever been in a situation where you've met people uh, personally? over the years that have taken you by surprise that they were fans? I always find, like, uh, when we'll be, say, we're sitting in our, like, tour bus or something outside a venue in the daytime, and I'll look at, like, the queue of people outside, and I'm like, I wouldn't have expected that guy to be there, or that girl, <laughs> or that, like, even, like, this, like, I mean, obviously, we're not, like, so popular people. It's not like the people that come to us in the street and go, oh, wow, you're really cool. But, like, it's, like, so it's more like, yeah, like I was saying, when you see the queue outside a gig, I'm like, you know, what's he doing here? Like, but I think it's really cool. I'm like, it makes you kind of happy that you've like appeal that are not just like your typical like metal fans because it means you kind of like, I know it makes you feel good that you've kind of created something that more people can enjoy. Yes. You know, as I said, it's it's so the fan base is so diverse. I mean, my my daughter, she's 14, and uh, you know, she's pretty much grown up with it within the household. You know, and now she's I she's a big fan. So your kids probably didn't have much choice though to listen to metal all day long then, right? <laughs> we gave it to her bit by bit, but then she made up her own choice. So she'd rather listen to Dragon Force than One Direction, which which makes me happy. Well, that's really cool, actually. Yeah, no, I thought it was funny. Yeah, because like I was trying, someone asked me the band that called that you. But we were talking about my mates, and we were saying, "Oh, do you think your parents' music collection influences you?" And I was like, "Well, I suppose in a way, but you still do choose your own stuff." Because like my dad had like a lot of, lot of like classical records and he had a lot of like Pink Floyd and stuff and mm. you know I still never got into the classical stuff so it wasn't like and he would be playing that all day but I just didn't appeal to me so I guess you, yeah you still kind of make up your own mind at the end so so yeah if, if they like it they must definitely like it when you guys played Soundwave and uh, she was <laughs> devastated because she's not old enough to go so we brought her a shirt so she wears a Dragonfall shirt around the place <laughs> so uh, oh, I promised yeah. her one day well, we will be there again at some point for sure well, I definitely hope so, you know, so uh, got plans to come back here soon? 
Yeah, definitely. I mean, basically right now, I can't really say anything for sure because otherwise it's, it's not all like totally confirmed. So if I say something, it might change and then everyone will be like, oh, what did that kid say that for? Like, um, but so like, basically we're touring in Europe and UK till the end, till up to Christmas. And then we'll definitely be in Australia next year at some point, probably earlier than later, for sure. Like, because we always come over there anyway for every record and we always have a really good time and everyone seems to like really be into it over there. So, so yeah, that will be again for sure. People just need to, if anyone want to like find out, basically just they can just like look on the internet and I mean, it's pretty easy to get hold of tour dates off the websites and stuff. So like, yeah, I mean, we'll, but yeah, we'll, we'll be there for sure. Awesome, man. Well, uh, we definitely can't wait to see you guys down here again. We're going to go to the track, the game off Maximum Overload now. Thanks so much for hanging with us tonight, Sam, and I really wish you the best of luck with uh, all your future plans with Dragon Force. Oh, nice one, man. Well, thanks for having us on the show. Yeah, it's been cool to talk to you. Planning on traveling this summer? Make saving at the pump part of your plans with two times the fuel points from Harris Teeter. It's easy. Download your eVIC coupon, and for every dollar you spend with your VIC card, you'll get two fuel points. That's up to $1 per gallon on quality fuel at participating BP and Harris Teeter fuel centers. Download your eVIC coupon today and save money at the pump all summer long with eVIC and Harris Teeter fuel points. 